0: Today's staff is Yivamastaf Chavdallah. Today's shir is dedicated to the Zikhusayr for Shalema for Moshe Shmuel ben Basia Bela by some of his friends. And again, we wish him a Refor Shalema, and we thank the friends very much for the sponsorship. First thing, we're going to finish up yesterday's discussion of the Mishnah on Chav al where you had the case of uh, two people who were Makadesh, two sisters, but you don't know who was Makadesh who. So we're going to finish up that discussion a little bit uh, before we get to the Mishnah on Chavdal al and we're also going to mention the issue of a Suffolk Chalutza. For a kohen, that we know a kohen is not allowed to marry a grush of a Chalutza What if a woman is a suffic chalutzah? Is that included in the iser? And that obviously depends whether the iser of a Chalutza for a kohen is an iser darais or an iser darabanan. Suffic darais luchon male, Then the gemara is going to talk about the mitzvah of the Gadol to be miyabim. That if there are many brothers, the halacha is that the Gadol is the one that we go to first for the for the yibum. We're going to show where we derive from the pasuk. Parenthetically, we're going to mention four other from the psukim and the gemara is going to suggest six possibilities why it is that we would call the gadol the bachar is there something about being the bachar or is it just the oldest available brother why would the torah refer to it as bachar and then on Amr Beiz, the Gemara is going to talk about gerus for ulterior motives. If a person is, the, the Mishnah is going to the, the segue into that discussion is a Mishnah that talks about a person who is accused or rumors going on, uh, going around about him that he's that he's uh, been living with a shivcha or, and, then, and then that shivcha all of a sudden is freed or with a guy and then that guy is megayer so he's not allowed to marry her because we assume that there was something going on there, that that was uh, the purpose of the gerus. So the Gemara is going to talk about gerus for an ulterior motive, a person is migayir into Klal Yisrael because it's uh, because it's a time of success for Klal Yisrael, or for other for other reasons, and what the status of such a ger is. So let us begin at the two dots on the bottom of Chav Gimel and Bez. That's where we left off. La We spoke about a case where uh, where where you had again two people were mekadesh, two sisters, and you don't know who was mekadesh who, and then we said, but if each of if each of them have two brothers. Each of the uh, the, the guys who were Mkaddish, uh One of the sisters has two brothers. Uh, each one of one of each set of brothers does chalitza and then the other of each set of brothers can do yibum on the one that the other guy did chalitza on, meaning if uh, if, if, if one of them has two brothers, Reuven and Shimon, another one has two brothers, Levi and Yehuda, so the one that Ru- so Reuven and Levi do chalitza, Shimon can then marry the one that Levi did chalitza on, and Yehuda can marry the one that Reuven Ru- did chalitza on, and that way we're covered in any event of uh, Zika. So the uh, Gemara says, What does this add that we didn't have in the previous permutations, in the previous cases in the Mishnah? Kamash Now, one might have thought that we might have to make a gzeira over here, that they shouldn't do yibum at all, lest you do yibum before the chalitza is done, or lest you do yibum without the benefit of a chalitza. That's why he has to tell me that no such gzeira is necessary. From that, from the ratio, we would not have known that, because the ratio didn't speak of the case of each of them having two brothers. We spoke of the case where one of them had only one brother, and the other one had two brothers. And the assumption was that since there was only uh, one brother, Rashi points out, so in the case of the Raisha, only one person is going to be able to do Yibim, not two people and since anyway there's one guy that's limited to Chalitza anyway so we were more confident in the Raisha that the Chalitza was going to get done but in the Sefer where, where anyway you have a brother of each of them doing yibum, there's reason to make a that they're only going to do and they're not going to do Chalitza at all why is this any different than the Mishnah that tells us Arba Achen and That if you have four brothers and two of the brothers are married to two sisters, and 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 the two brothers that are married to the two sisters die. So you have Ruven, Shimon, Levi Yehuda. Ruven and Shimon are married to two sisters, then Ruven and Shimon die. Must the wives only go through Khalits of Levi and Yehuda cannot do Yibum. Why is this any different? So what kind of Kasha? What do we mean why is this any different? Rashi points out that the Kasha is not really from the line that we're quoting. It's for katani seifa. the Katani safer The safer then goes on to say that, kadmu that if Levy and Yehuda go and do yibum, we make them get divorced. We don't let them keep their wives. So why in our Mishnah do we say that if we let them stay married? Why is it any different? Telus points out that it's difficult to say that the Kasha is from a line in the Mishnah that the Gemara doesn't even quote. In general, when, uh, when we have a Kasha from a line in the Mishnah, the Gemara may quote more than necessary, but it wouldn't stop short of the line of the Mishnah that we're actually quoting from. But Pesukim does that sometimes. doesn't quote the exact uh, part of the Pasuk that we're bringing raya from but that that seems unusual to do by the Mishnah. Not only that, we're going to have uh, very soon where the Gemara is going to quote from the uh, from the Sefer of this Mishnah. Uh, so we, apparently we're not shy when we when we have when when we have to quote from the Sefer of this Mishnah. So Tos says, Why is it in our Mishnah that one is cholitz, one is miyavim, and by the dalirachin they both do they both do cholitza? And, and, uh, and, and, and you don't split, have one do chalitza, one do Yibam, so the answer is that the two cases are not comparable at all, the case of our Mishnah is not at all comparable to the case of four brothers and two of them married to two sisters because Hassam, Ilam, Zika Zika, if the concern over there is that there's Zika and therefore whoever you're going to do yibum on is going to be Achos zukukaso. so that's a legitimate concern and therefore you can't do yibum on anybody. And if the reason that we don't that we don't allow doing yibum in the case of the four brothers is because we're afraid you're going to be mivata the limits of yibum because what could happen is that you'll do yibum on uh, on one of them and then uh, and 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 then uh, the other one uh, then that with the the other brother will die so the other one will the other woman will end up yeah again Ruven and Shimon Levi Yehuda and Shimon were married to Rachel and Leah Ruven and Shimon die so now. Levi and Yehuda, you would think, let them do yibum on Rachel and Leah, respectively. But we say we don't allow it because what's going to happen? Levi might do yibum on Rachel, and then Yehuda is going to die. So Leah is going to be left without ever having a yibum or a chalitza, and then you will turn out that you will be mevatel the mitzvah of yibum. That's the reason over there because it's also mevatel mitzvahs yivamin. But over here, there's the possibility that everything worked out great, that each one could have gotten the the one that was zakhul to him because uh, it could, each, each brother, um, each, each guy uh, only had one kiddushin with one of these women and it could be that everyone ended up doing yibum. you could work it out with the yibum that everyone does yibum with the one that was actually zakuk to them so it's not at all a comparable case Kadmu vakanzu ein motziin. The Mishnah then went on to say that if they, that if he kadmu vakanas, that if he, if he, uh, if if he marries her, even though he wasn't supposed to, that ein motziin, that 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 we don't, uh, we don't, we don't make them, we don't make them get divorced. Uh, so, ta, uh, so 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 says the Gemara Kohanim. Even if both of the brothers are Kohanim, where they're not allowed to marry a Chalutza still Ein Even though one of them is definitely married to a Chalutza because the two brothers of the of of of, of, uh, of, of one of the guys were were uh, were to both of the women, so Vada one of them is as uh, a din of a Chalutza Answers the Gemara. Yeah, we, still even though one of them is din of a Chalutza we don't make them get divorced. Because because, my time, Chalutza Drabanani. Chalutza is only a Dindrabanan. The Isser of a Chalutza to a Kohen is only a Nisra Drabanan. The Safik Khalutza lo Gazubu Rabbanan. And the Rabbanan never goes there on a Safik Chalutza, only on a Vade Chalutza. Frankly, Gamar of a Chalutza Drabanani, the Isser of a Chalutza to a Kohen is only a Nisra Drabanan. we have a brisa Grusha, in the yellow Grusha, Chalutza Minayan Tamilomar Visha. The brisa says that, it says, Beferish in the Passoc that a Kohen not allowed to marry a grusha. I was once at a shir, a rabbi was saying a shir and he, was, he mentioned that a kohi is not allowed to marry a grusha and the guy says, no, it's not true. What do you mean? It's not true. He says, "I don't think that's true." I now have a friend. He's a kohen. He's married to a grusha. It's not. It's not true. So it's a Pasik in the chumash. Where does it say it? I don't, I don't know where it says it. You have to read the chumash sometimes. That's a Pasik in the chumash that a kohen is not to marry a grusha. What about a chalutza? So That's not exclusive in the chumash. The bryce says, but we derive it from the word from a word in the chumash. The isha. So since we derive it from a word in the chumash, that makes it a dindaraisa. How can you say that it's only a dindarabanan? Answers Gemara cross it's a Dindrabanan, the Pasuk's only in Asmachta. Since it's a dindrabanan Rabbanan, Safek Chalutza is Mutter. And in, in, in this case, at uh, he, uh, worst, he's married to a Safek Chalutza, not to a uh, Chalutza Vaday. And therefore, we don't make them get divorced. Good, that's the end of the discussion from yesterday's Dab. Now, new Mishnah. Mitzvah begodol yavim. The halacha is that the gadol, the the oldest of the brothers, should be the one to do the yibum. But if one of the other brothers does the yibum, so that yibum works as well. It's 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 not ma'akev that the uh, that the gadol be the one to, to be miyabim. But it's certainly the mitzvah for the uh, for the gadol to be to be miyabim. we well, have a braysa. If you look at the the braysa is going to going to make four drushas from the pasuk that describes the mitzvah of yibum. The pasuk says. The firstborn that is born, Yakum Alshem Achiv Hames, will be established on the name of the brother who is deceased, so that his name not be erased. From uh, from Klal Yisrael. Now, that, that, so the, the Baisa says that sounds like it means. If you're just reading the Chumash, it sounds like it means after Yibum is done, the first child born from this Yibum will be named after the deceased brother, so that there will be a name left for the deceased brother. Says the Baisa, no. V'haya Bukhar does not mean the first child that's born. It means Mikan Shemitzvah Begadol Liyabin. It's not talking about the first child born from the union. It's talking about who's going to be the one to do the yibum in the first place. It's the Bukhar, it's the Gadol of the brothers to do the yibum in the first place. Asher teileid. But then how do you translate the next, the next phrase? The Bukhar Asher teileid. The Bukhar that's born. So what do we learn from there? that the bchar only does yibum the gadol shabachem only does yibum or anyone would only do yibum on a woman who is not an islandist who's asher teilei who's a woman who's able to give birth. Yakum al-Shem Achiv, what does it mean that he is established on the name of his brother? Lenachla. If it were talking about the offspring of the Yebum, then I'd understand that it would be saying to name him after, his, uh, after, after the deceased brother. But no, it's talking about the brother who does the Yibum. So what does it mean, Yakum al-Shem Achiv? It means he takes the Nachla, he takes the Yerusha of his brother because he's standing in his brother's place. Are you sure it means lenachla? Maybe it means l'shem. Yosef Kornos, so Yosef. That if uh, the deceased brother's name was Yosef, call the baby Yosef. Yohanan, Kornos, so Yohanan, If the deceased brother's name is Yohanan, you call him Yohanan. I don't know why the Gemara sometimes chooses. Normally, it doesn't choose Yosef and, and, and Yohanan as the two of cousins, where the first two boys are Yosef and Yohanan. But I don't know. If the, I don't think this is why they, they chose that. But uh, but they, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know what what, what motivates. The Gemara. There must be someone who's written a PhD thesis or something on the, on this topic and why the Gemara chooses different examples. So it says. So how do I know that it's not about how you name them? That it's about. Um, that it's that it's about the nakhlah because it says al shaim ma khaym yikru binakhlah so we say ma shaim ma amr Allah nakhlah shaim ma makan just like the shaim it says over there is linakhlah shaim it says over here is also a reference to to nakhlah so the uh, law yimakhshmau then we make a fourth trash in the posix zaimakhshmau that means that if the, the deceased brother was a Swiss who was unable to have children because uh, he was physically unable to have children, he already is Shemo Machli, and therefore there's no mitzvah of Yibum when it comes to a Swiss. Even though generally we have a rule that in <coughs> the pasha pshat of the pasuk is always true. Over here, the gzei completely takes away the pasha pshat of the pasuk. shame shame mamish. Had it not been for this gzei that tells us that when we establish a name for the brother, it means it means lenachla, but it doesn't mean that you actually give the name Name of the deceased brother to the child, so uh, it's because of the gezera shava that we know to say that the pasha shot of the pasuk is not correct at all. Ahalacha, that it's uh, that the mikra is yotze miday pshuto over over here. So uh, that's why there's no din that you give uh, that that you call him Shema mace from the gezera shava. We learn that it's all about uh, the the that the, the pasuk is telling me that it's uh, Ru'iya lele that needs yibum as opposed to an islandist and the 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 brothers alshema is for Yerusha, and it's a mitzvah the Ramban writes, the Ramban al-Torah, on this pasuk says that this pasuk is a nenu kipshuto, that you would call the first son, b'shem meis no shimon kamahu, because by Boaz it says, v'lo shem meis and, and they didn't call him machalon. so you see that uh, the, the Kavana of the pasuk, al derecha emes is a uh, haftacha, that the ruach of the mes the Ramban says, that when the Raman says alderchemus, it means Kabbalah, It doesn't mean that he's going to have the name of the brother, but there's still the the, the simple reading of the puzzle that it's talking about the next generation, that it's talking about the offspring of the yibum. The Raman says it's true but it doesn't mean to give him the name. It means that in some sense the ruach of the Mace is going to enter into this into this vlad, and that's the pshuto shal mikra, and uh, that's what the uh, he says the the Chazal where, uh, were 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 drash that it's the gadol Haach that's Miyavim, and Islandis is not Messiah and a Sris, a uh, Sris, is Shmo and that's all in a he says. Because in the island it's neishes risk we learn from the from the itself. So migufei uh, dekroy he says, but you see that there's no chiyuv. Certainly there's no chiyuv though to call him by the name of the of the uh, of the deceased brother. The maram chagiz in Elah mitzvah, however, says that you'll find that uh, the 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 Godless of torasenu hakadosha in this halecha. Because even afilu b'makom zeh ein b'shuto and nothing was a davar of mina gisrael torah who says you look at the Minagissol and the Minagissol is that they do name him after the deceased brother so the Minagissol revitalized the Pshutoshal Mikra, even though the Psutoshalmikra um was rejected by the Gemara in favor of the of the Drushos over here in uh, the Plinyi uh, Halacha section of the Mesif here he quotes from the Sefer Otsur Yala that there's a paid bedavral piya kabbalah, not to call him al Shema amez, because there are many halachas, about how to name a child, the Gemara says that you don't name a child after a rasha, because shem rasha yerkav, and there's a hakpada that people have not to name a child after someone who had rea Mazaleh, who, uh, who had bad muzzle. Here's a man who died without any children, so it's, uh, it's a very bad muzzle that uh, that this fellow died this way, so to name the child after him is going to perpetuate that bad muzzle, and maybe dafk would be akpada not to name after the mace but be that as it may, whether you name after the mace you don't name after the mace, certainly not the halacha the Gemara says, the halacha is it's all about nakala now the Gemara just questions in the Pshutosh Mikra, who exactly is the Pasuk talking to? who is being addressed by this Pasuk? is the Pasuk talking to the yavam, saying you have to go and marry this girl, Al shame But then it should say you should establish shame Akhikah, not achiv, but achicha, your brother if it's talking to the Avam. And Ila Baydina, if it's talking to the Baysdin, Yaqum al shame Aviv Mibeleh. Then it should say you should be established by the name of his uh, the brother of his father. So Maybe it's the Torah talking to the Beisden, telling them what they're supposed to instruct the Yavam. So we tell the Beisden, Beisden, go tell him to establish a name for his brother. That's why it says, But either way, the Shava comes and changes it entirely anyway, and says that the whole shame over here is a din and nachla. It's not about a shame anyway. Now, once we say that the pasuk is talking about a gadol, so the Gemara tries to figure out why would we call the gadol the Bechar. It says That makes it very confusing. Instead of calling him Bechar Hashartelet, why don't we call him a gadol, and then we'll know that it's the gadol of the brothers, and that it's not the firstborn from the yibum? The Gemara is going to suggest six possibilities of why we use the term, what the term Bechar is coming to teach me. That there must be some halacha about a b'char in the way that we do the mitzvah of yibum. that it's not only about the gadol of the brothers, but it's about someone who's halachically defined as a b'char whos who is uh, who, who we're focused on over here so the first possibility is <speaking in Hebrew> maybe it's telling me that only a b'char does yibum. that any, any other child other than the b'char does not do yibum, answers the Alamali, then why would I need a special drasha to tell me that you don't do yibum if you're the brother that was born after the original brother had died, that you don't do, of course you don't do yibum, you're obviously not the Bukhar in that case, if, if, uh, if, a, if a guy is born after his oldest brother had died already, so he, he's, he's obviously not a Bukhar. you wouldn't need a drasha if, if only the Bukhar was allowed to do yibum, no, you would still need a drasha, because maybe it's coming to be a the Bukhar from, from, from the mother, meaning uh, the, he, he can be a bachar, he could be his mother's Bukhar. he may not be his father's Bukhar. so the brother, the younger brother was only born after his older brother died, that older brother may be an older brother from his father's side, but he might still be a Bukhar from his mother's side, he might be a petarechem of his own mother, and therefore he would still have somewhat of a din of a bachar, at least from his Mother's side, so maybe he would have been a, a, eligible to the Yibum if not for the fact that he was a So uh, answer the Gemara: No, Matzis Amrit. Now we would never assume that the term Bechar, in the context of Yibum would ever refer to a Bechar minaim Aim. The whole issue of Yibum is a Din in Nachla. We always look at Yibum as a Din of uh, of an inheritance. Inheritance always works from the father's side; it doesn't work from from the mother side. So that never would have really have been a Havamina. The uh, Khranamastakasha, if you can say that Dafka Bukhar is Miyabim, meaning that suggestion that the Gemara has, this first suggestion, that only a Bukhir does Yibim, then why do we need a Miyotan and that a katan doesn't do yibim? From the fact that it says ish in the parsha ish below katan. A katan is unable to do yibum By definition a katan can't do yibim if a, if only a bukhar could do yibum because obviously the katan He's not the bukhar why it's so obvious? Maybe his younger brother was married, and his younger brother, the katan, is twelve. His younger brother is eleven. His younger brother was married, and his younger brother died without any children. Then the katan—that's the case of telling us that a katan doesn't do yibum. No, you can't say such a thing because a katan can't be makadi shnishah. So, so the, if a katan can't be makadi Nisha, there's no issues for the katan on daraisa level, and therefore there, you wouldn't need to tell me that the that the his older brother was also a katan doesn't do yibum. So that's the kash. That, the, that several Akronim ask. So some of the achronim suggest that maybe we're talking about a Bukhar that's more than 13 years old, but he still not doesn't have Shtey Saros. And he has a younger brother who's 13 years old and has Shtey Saros. So that you could have, he's a Bukhar, but he's still a Katan. That's what Ish below Katan would come to be, Mimait, and there would still be room for a Hava Amina that a Katan uh, can do even. That's a very limited uh, case, obviously. Al- alternatively, the Arachunar suggests it could be that we could, uh, that the that, that MS, we can prove from this, that even a Pashud is able to do Yibam, but the Gemara r- prefers the Raya from Eshesach of Shaloh HaYeba and Nakat meaning in Echanami there, this is also a good Raya, but the Gemara picks the Raya of what we already discussed, of Eshesach of which is something we've already discussed at this point in, in, in this Masechah rather than uh, bringing in a new Alecha that we haven't yet discussed. And the third possibility, the Aruch suggests, based on what the Mishal Malach writes, in the 6th paragraph of Hilchus gerishin that a person can be Mezaka Kiddushin for no katan mm-hmm. that it's not true that a katan can't have kiddushin if uh, a man could be mezakeh, a kiddushin for his son so it could be that that's the case of, eshesach, of katan of a bachar that, that it could be that he's a katan but he still has a din of, of, of Ishus. but that, anyway that possibility is rejected we do not say that only a bachar can do yibam and that a paschut cannot even a, someone who's not a bachar can do yibam so why does the Torah refer to the gadol's Bihar the aim we suggest the second possibility kiiko bihar yibum a yibum maybe enichinami. any of the brothers can do yibum but only when there is a Bukhar in the picture if there's no Bukhar in the picture then there's no mitzvah of yibum at all what's the Svara? how can you say if the Bukhar is not the one that has to do the yibum anyway why is it necessary that the Bukhar be there? so the ritual explains this is like and but the way we understand it is almost like the other brothers are considered to be doing the bidding of the bachar that they are doing the the shlichus of the of the bechar. So if there is no bechar, the chiyuv doesn't get off the ground. Once there is a bechar, that generates a chiyuv. But the halacha is that he doesn't have to do it himself. The other brothers could do it bimakomo. They could uh, sort of take his place. Maybe that's what the pasuk is teaching me when it refers to vahayaha Bukhar. So it says No, amakra it says when one of the brothers dies the other ones could do Yibim. couldn't it be talking about one of the brothers even the Bukhar dies the other brothers still do Yibam now nah, how do you know that maybe when it says means one of the younger brothers dies and then the Bukhar does Yibam no, we already have a passage that's which implies that the oldest brother is the one that died so even though the oldest brother is the one that died. Nevertheless, the other brothers can do the yibum. Ve'eima, the Gemara says, a third possibility. Ve'eima kileka b'char, Kadam Katan zakha, vi'ika Bukhar, Kadam Katan lo Zacha, maybe in a Even when there's no Bukhar, Yibam is done. And when there is a Bukhar, uh, the Bukhar is not the only one that's eligible to do the Yibam. But maybe there's still some advantage of the Bukhar, namely that if the Bukhar wants to, if there if there's no Bukhar, and the, one of the younger brothers wants to do the Yibam, so, and he does it, that counts as a valid Yibam. But if there is a Bukhar, and someone else preempts him and grabs her, and does the then maybe that doesn't count as a yibim at all. No, we have a passage that says that they're all compared to each other, that we mm-hmm. laid them all to each other, and therefore the Yibam would be a valid Yibam, meaning whichever one does Yibam at any point, it counts as a valid Yibam, so that cannot be what the Pesach teach me when it uses the term Bechar. Ve'eimah suggests the Gemara, a fourth possibility, Bechar gadol, maybe when there is a Bechar, that's where we're makbid to tadafkav the Bechar do the Yibam. Kilek Bukhar, but when there's no buchar, ein chosronetel gadol. Then we don't look for the gadol to do the yibum. If there's no Bukhar it's like Nesvashah chavila. You could have whoever you want uh, be be the one to do the yibum, whichever whichever son, whichever brother you want. Alama tani tani shisha mitzvah be gadol no, Gadal. Now, but we learned that uh, the mitzvah is begadol liabim. But if he doesn't want, then you go to etzel achivakatan, which both Rashi and Tosfos understand means the next brother down. That you go, uh, you, you, you go to, to one brother down from that. Meaning that even when there is no bechar in the picture, you still go with the oldest brother. And so we like, just like a bechor, it's the fact that he's the firstborn that gives him precedence. So too, the din of a gadol, it's the fact that he is the gadol, <laughs> that he's older, that gives him precedence. So it cannot be that the reason it says Bukhar is to tell me that when there's no Bukhar, we we're not chozer etzol gadol. We are the gedulah so garmalo. We do we are chozer etzol gadol. When we say lo rotzah halchemeichel Achav hakatan, Rashi says that it means hakatan mimen but Gadol Misharachiv that the Gadol is always, is always Kodem. So we see that we look for the Gadol and not for the Bukhar. But when it says that al Gadol afterwards that if he doesn't want we go back to the Gadol that's not a Raya because there's no uh, that, that there's no mitzvah because it could be that Gadol is Bukhar in that, in that context. The Rashb has a different gears over here. The Rashb writes Lo al kol achin That if he doesn't want then we go to all of the brothers. Lo so if they don't want chosre gadol, and he says that seems to have been the gears of the Rambam as well, because the Rambam in the second part of Ibn Chalitza writes, Omar Hagadol Eini Rotzel Lo Liavi Vlo Lachlots Hare Achay Lufanecha V'Toveos Sa Echon Menachem Li Yibum V'Eina Rotzel Bo Verotz Ta Ba Ach Acher V'Hurotzel Bo Ein Zumar Redes Mechshen Estalik Hagadol Shmitz Bo Hare kulan shavin. The Ramam says that once the gadol doesn't, isn't interested, the rest of them are kulan shavin. So you see that he holds that if the gadol is not, doesn't want to do yibum, the rest of them are shavin in the mitzvah, the rest of them are equal in the mitzvah. We don't look at the next one down. The Ravid, however, on the spot says, Avram, interesting, the Ravid almost has a different gears. We have lo holch etzala the raivet says, I see in my gemara, lo ratzah, holchanach our It could be that he has our girsa, so he's just translating, he's touching it up the same way Rashi and Tosla's it up, but he says it's a in our gemara like that. So it must be that the Rambam, met the girsa of the Rashm over here, that it's da HaVila, that once the Gadal's not there, then, uh, then, then then all of them are going to be considered equals. But Veima says the gemara now, fifth possibility, what does it mean when we say when the pasuk refers to the gadol as the b'chor, Kimiyabim Bukhar, lishkol nachla, Kimiyabim pasul lishkol nachla, maybe it means that if the b'chor is the one who does the yibum, he gets the nakhla, he gets the irusha of his brother but if the b'chor is not the one to do the yibum, maybe he doesn't get the irusha no the pasuk says what does it take to get the Nakhla to establish a name for the brothers so that and he's done that he's he stepped up and done that it doesn't matter whether he's the bachar or not so we're stuck five possibilities and all of them failed what is the reason that the Torah calls the Gadol the Bechar if all we really mean to say is whoever the oldest available brother is should be the one that should do the Yibam answers the Gemara Ma in a it's telling us that the Yerusha that the brother who does Yibam receives is similar to the special Yerusha of a Bechar and not to typical Yerusha of Regular children. The halacha is that a Bukhar receives a double portion, but that double portion does not come Let's say the father dies, and we have uh, in his possession we have a thousand dollars in his possession. So we split that up in such a way where the Bukhar gets double the portion that anybody else gets. But what if the father's owed money from someone else, and that money hasn't yet come in? That money is only going to come in a month later after the father died. That money the Bukhar does not not get Pishnayim from... That the bechar splits equally with the rest of his brothers, he doesn't get Pishnaim But raui, that which is right to come to the father kibam like he would in that which the father was already muxak in. So the fact that the Torah calls the one who does yibum a bechar is telling us a specific din in the yerusha of the guy who does yibum in his brother's estate that he only gets the yerusha, the special yerusha of Muksak, but he does not get the yerusha, uh, any special yerusha beyond what. The other brothers would get berau and something that would uh, that that would, that will potentially come in later, but has not yet come in to the estate at the time of the death of the brother. Now the uh, the the Aruch raises a different question. He says we 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 were reaching for Lamay Why the Torah calls him a Bukhar and not a gadol? Says the Aruch I'll tell you a different case. Why why the Torah would have to call him a Bukhar There is a halacha that let's say you have twins that are born right on the border of Adarisha. Uh, Another base. So one of them is born on Chavtas Adar Rishon, and the next one is born on uh, Aleph Adar base. And the year of their Bar Mitzvah is a Shana pshuta. it's not a Shana Mubaris, there's only one Adar. So what's the halacha? when do they become Bar Mitzvah? So it turns out the one that was born second on Echad Adar base has a Bar Mitzvah 28 days before the one who was born on, uh, the one who was born first on Chavtas Adar Rishon because his for his birthday is, is Achad Ba'Adar, and in, in the year that there is only one Adar, he becomes a bar mitzvah twenty-eight days later. So if he twenty-eight days earlier, so if he becomes a bar mitzvah twenty-eight days earlier, he is the gadol sheba because he's the first one to achieve gadlus. But he is not the Bukhar. Maybe the Torah specifically says the Aruch Liner, calls the gadol the b'chard. To tell you that when we look for the which brother should, should do the yibum, we were interested in the bichar, not in the gadol. Had it only said gadol, we would have thought that we look at whoever achieved godless first. So maybe that's the Nafkamina, The Aruch asks. It's a sharp, a sharp kasha. Okay, so he leaves that as a uh, as a kasha. That's uh, so he suggests. Maybe that's why that that would be the my hilchasa. That's why you would refer to the uh, the gadol as the bichar over here. Um, yeah so uh also the the idea that the the he takes his place Linakhla there's a discussion to what extent that's true meaning we've discussed that nachla is not only when it comes to money, that a, a position of authority is also handed down to one's children if the children are roi for it. Would you say the same thing about the brother if the, uh, if, the if the deceased brother was the chief rabbi? So would you say that the one who does the Yibam now, now has the right to become the chief rabbi because he's taking over the nachla In the chuvus Avnei Shayish, in the Chalak Beisim Membeis, he says that since he's Omid makom of Yerusha, he's Yorish his. Rara as well. And his Raya is from his Sifra and Parashah Shemini. Pasuk says Nadav and died and they didn't have any children. Because if they would have had children, they would have come before a them Because anyone who's called them Benachla is called them as well. That's what the And it's not only Malchus, the Ram says kala sraros. Anyone who's called him the gets all sroros. So you see that all sroros have a full din of uh, of Yerusha, and therefore, if the, if this brother is going to be Yorish, his deceased brother, that's part of the of the Yerusha. It's a question though: What if they're not going to do Yibum? What are they going to do? Chalitza? Would we say that there's a din? This din of kedima of a gadol is that true? Of chalitza also. Or it's only if you're going to make a shame lachiv. So then it's a mitzvah in the, in the Yibum. In the Gemara is very clear that by Yibum that that's, that, that he's, he's when he's miab The Gemara is going to say when someone is cholets, the Gemara is going to say andav mem, when someone does chalitza then he doesn't get any special Yerusha. So uh, so w- w- one could argue, if he doesn't get any special Yerusha then there's no din of gadol slash Bihar. The whole reason we call the gadol the Bihar is to tell us a special din in dinim related to you, to Yerusha. So uh, if, if, if he's not going to get any special Yerusha maybe there's no din in Kadima for him either. The Mordechai writes that ta'konosaki Kilos, that the Cholates gets half of the Yerushah of the brother as well. Uh, that, that Not the whole thing, but he gets half of the Yerushah of the brother. It's quoted in the Ramah. The Ramah in Nezer quotes such a din that he gets half of the Yerushah of the brother. Okay, new Mishnah let's say there was rumors going around that a guy was uh, sleeping with a shivcha, the Marsha says, implies that 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 was the rumor, but the fellow himself knows that he didn't do this, that he's totally innocent, but still just the fact that there were rumors going around that he was sleeping with the shivcha, and then she was nishtachrer, then she was freed, Oh, Al the is or that he was with this non-Jewish woman, and then she was megayir. he's not allowed to marry them after the gerus, after the But if he does marry them, we don't make them get divorced. But if there are rumors going around that he was with an Ashes Ish, and then the husband divorced this Ashes Ish, then uh, he's he's not allowed to marry her. And if he does marry her, we make him divorce her because uh, we assume that he's the one that broke up the marriage, and that looks terrible. That he's gonna the halacha would be that asura Leboel, and uh, and it looks like she's staying married to the bowel. Says the Gemara the implication is that even though he's not allowed to stay married to her, the gerus is a valid gerus. Meaning even though it seems pretty evident that she was being a Magyar specifically to marry him because they were together beforehand and now they're they're getting married, sounds like it's still a valid gerus, it's just that they're not allowed to get married. So frankly, what's the raya that it's a valid gerus? The best raya that it's a valid gerus is we send him kanas, that if he marries her, he doesn't have to divorce her. So obviously, it's a valid validator, if he doesn't have to divorce her. So, Raminhi, but I'll ask you, Stira. Echur Ish and Eskair Isha. Whether a man is being a to be able to marry a woman. Vechur Ish and Eskair Ish. Or a woman is being a Megayer to marry a man. Vechain Mish and Eskair Lashum Shulchan Melachim Lashum Shlomo. Or someone wants to be Megayer in order to, uh, to to benefit from the Shulchan Melachim, to be one of the Abdei Shlomo, to be able to benefit from the better things in life. Enon Geirim Dibra Abnechemir. Abnechemir holds they are not valid Geirim. Shay Rabnechemir Omer. Echelgeri Arrios, Vachelgeri Cholomos, Vachelgeri Mordecai Vaster, Ainlan Gerimachi Scarabismanaza. Gerim are not Gerim and Lester Magyar, Bismanaza be What is that, halacha, that gerim are something that historically didn't exist and they only exist now? No, that gerim are only valid gerim when there's, it's not a time of particularly good things happening for the Jewish people. That's when we could accept them as gerim. So, uh, bottom line, we have a question. How can our Mishnah suggest that when the guy who was accused of sleeping with this non Jewish woman and then she was Megayer, he's not allowed to marry her, but the gerus is a valid gerus? We see over that it's not a valid gerus. And so Gemara, Rabbi Shmuel bar Matan, the Rav, Halach G'div Re'omer, kulam gerim We pass them like the Shita that says that they're all gerim and that they're uh, that that we don't assume. That the gerus is invalid. So if they're all gerus, <inaudible> then let him marry her. If it's all a perfect gerus, what's wrong? Let him marry her. <inaudible> that a person should try to avoid bad things being said about him. So it's going to lead to all sorts of terrible things being said. If uh, if he marries the woman who was just megayer to marry him, it's going to look it's going to look terrible. And that's why we don't do it. But she's she's fully she's fully Jewish. Now. Tell Points out this machlokas, whether Kulim Gerim him or not, is not no to the machlokas tanaimum kidush and dafay whether Kutum are Arayos or kutumagare enes Because even according to the Shita in Arusuga, that Ghere Arayos are Gerim, that people who are intimidated into becoming Gerim or who are becoming Gerim for ulterior motives, even the Shita that that they are Gerim might still be modded that Kutim are not Gerim Gemurim, because Kutim were all caught being of the Avadazara. And maybe that's a reflection of their failure to Ever be Megayer sincerely in the first place. And the one that says that Meskair Meshem is not a Gair could hold that Kutum are because this Tana holds that afterwards the Kutum were Megayer entirely, were Megayer completely. That originally it was Gairi Arayos, but ultimately they were Makabala regular Gairus. So it could be that these two machlokas, even though they sound like very similar machlokas, the whole machlokas about the status of a Kuti in, 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 in general uh, sounds very similar to this machlokas, but it could be that the two machlokas are not related. Laura points thought that Rashi disagrees with Tosos in this analysis. Tosos says that the two are not related. But Rashi writes in Debra Maslow, Geh Arayos, Kigon Kutin. He says, what's an example of Geh Arayos? Like the Kutin. So you see that uh, the that, uh, one that's, that holds the Kulam Gerim would hold the Kutum are also Geri And the Machlokas here is the same exact Machlokas about the, the Geris of Kutum. In the Tshuvah Tshuvah meava Talmud of the Nod of Yehuda, in the Hezekah of Simr he says you could say that according to Rashi, even the Mandiyama that holds Kutum Geri Arayus, that they, that, that they they are Gerim, but they're not Geri Tzedek. So therefore, even if you hold Geri Arayus, you could still hold the like, shita that Kulam Gerim him. Uh, you could hold Kutum or Geri Arayus, they just don't, they have a, a a a, uh, a a status of gerim, but it's a different level type of uh, type of gerus than, uh, than normal than normal gerus. Um, also, the Gemara over here says that, so why is it that if it's a valid that so we don't allow him to marry her? Because Ravasi had a great Kiddush. What was Ravasi's great Kiddush? He came up with this wonderful line. This line, but that's not Ravasi's line. That's a Pasuk in Mishle. How? Why are we giving Ravasi all the credit for that line? It's, it's a parish Pasuk. What did, what did Ravasi even add? So Rashi says, no, the Ravasi is saying that that's the reason for the Mishnah. We wouldn't have known the reason for for the Mishnah, or Ravasi adding, is not he's not teaching us a pasuk we didn't know, but he's he's, he's relating the pasuk to the Mishnah. And that we would not have necessarily known to do. We would not have necessarily known to relate the Pasuk to the Mishnah. The quotes from Rav Zalman Vilna that without Ravashi Ashi, we would have said the Pasuk means something else, that a person should not be malis on should Adam, he shouldn't say. he shouldn't speak badly about other people. Rav Ashi is being mechalish to us, that no, it's not only not speak badly about other people, don't do things that are going to cause other people to speak badly about you. That's the khidish of Rav Ashi in the way he's applying the Pasuk. We have a price We're not Makabal in We're not Gerim We're not Gerim in the days of Davra nor in the days of Shlomo Melch. It's a little difficult. The Ramam writes in the 13th part of Huxi <laughs> We weren't Makabal gerim in Beisdin in but there were a lot of din of hadiotos that got together and were Makabal gerim. And the reason the Ramam is forced into saying that is we're going to have a Gemara later in the Messiah that tells us that there were 150,000 so It's a little bit difficult to say that there were no gerim and there were 150,000 gerim. So he says there must have been something that was going on. Amr um, of Micro, what's the Pasik? Hey N Goryagor Fesme uh what's the Pasik that tells us that we're not Makabal in these times? Hain Goryagar FSM OC as Rashi points out, that means someone who comes to be me, megayer Efes Meosi when there's nothing uh, when, when I'm not with you, he's going to be megayer Bismanaze, who's going to he who's going to live with you in your difficult times, in your in your challenging times he's going to be the one that's going to be able to stick with you but otherwise we don't accept the Gerim who are just in for the good times, Hanit an we said if someone is accused of being with ish, and then she divorces her then her husband divorces her, it's is not allowed to marry her the guy who was accused is not allowed to marry her and if they do he has to he's, he has to divorce her Rav says, "Yeah, but that's only if there are edim. When we say he has to divorce her, that's only if there were edim about the first call that he that he had slept with her." Rav must have been half asleep when he said that. There is no way that that's only true when there are edim, and I'll have two major kashas on Rav. Number one, the tanya we a The alacha is that if a, woman, a man was accused of sleeping with the nation, with the wife of Shiva. And then uh, Shimon divorced. Uh, uh, Reuven was accused of sleeping with Shimon's wife, Dina Right. Then Shimon divorced his wife, and Nachshon Rashi gives the example of Nachshon went and married her, and then Nachshon divorced her. So then, if Reuven marries her now, he's loyalty. He doesn't have to divorce her. Hey chedami, If there were that had slept with her originally, Who cares that Nachshon was was involved in the middle? Reuven was is a bowel, He's a her forever. I love the like be that there are no Edom involved, and the time of the Asa Achrva Afsikilakala. And the only reason he's allowed to marry here is because Nakshon had come along and, uh, and, and come in between. But it sounds like otherwise, even without Edom, we would make him get divorced. I'm Lecha Rav. Rav would say, no. Maybe even if there was no Nachshon in the picture, only if there are Edom do we make them get divorced. If there are no Edom, we don't make them get divorced. This is what it means to say. The Kiddish of Nachshon is that even though Nachshon came along and married her, another guy, a third party came and married her in between, still, the Kiddish of is not allowed to marry her even after Nachshon is done with her. Even after Nachshon divorces her, so we'll continue the discussion of the between Rav and Rav Shesh tomorrow.